0: Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Pro Golf Now podcast. Uh, My name is Chris O'Day. I'm one of the site co-experts on Pro Golf Now, part of the Fan Sided Network. We're going to be bringing you a weekly golf podcast, uh, touching on stuff that's happening in the world of golf, kind of going over things that happened in the last week, things to come, and maybe some of the things that we've been writing about on the site. Um, If anything interesting is going on, we'll bring it up kind of have some guests on once in a while, really just trying to keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of golf. And one of the things I want to talk about first is the Pebble Beach Pro-Am's going on right now. And Tony Romo is really just living it up, dominating everywhere he goes. Colin plays in the NFL, Colin plays in the Super Bowl, getting them right. And he can hit the golf ball as well. He's a scratch golfer. And this week at the 15th hole, he found himself in some trouble by hitting it onto the carpet at the hospitality tent. So normally for just about anybody, even pros, they'd kind of be worried about that position. Romo doesn't bother him. He's used to playing under pressure. So he takes it and almost holds it out from the carpet. Um, There's videos all over the internet you can see. He puts it to half a foot away and taps it in. Just an incredible shot by Romo. And it's one of those things where it's not something you expect to see from a pro and you end up getting it from a next quarterback who is kind of surprising to see. Um, just one of the many highlights that's been going on at the pro-am he's playing with Jim Furyk right now. Um, and if you want to check out kind of some of the rankings for the pro-am you can head on over to pro golf. Um, one of our writers, Mike Randleman always puts together a top 10. He's got power rankings for the top 10 for guys to watch at the pro-am. Um, so you can head on over to Pro Golf Now and check out his article. Um, they're great every week. That's a place you should go to see some of the guys for that, and in the future for all the tournaments that are coming up. Um, one of the big stories that happened last week was Sergio Garcia. Guy's been in the in the in the league. Sorry, he's been playing golf professionally for 20 years now. He's 39 or so, and he's had some issues in the past with being unsportsmanlike, and it reared its ugly head again. Started off with him throwing a temper tantrum in a bunker, swinging a whole bunch of times in the sand, making a big mess and really looking disrespectful. And then the next day comes out and from what it looks like intentionally damages multiple greens, and he ends up getting disqualified. And this is just something you wouldn't even expect a rookie on tour with a temper to do. And instead, it's a guy who has won majors. He's won the master's. He's been around forever. He's been playing pro golf longer than he hasn't been playing pro golf. And he just loses it. Um, A lot of people thought he had gone past this after the incident. It's been quite a while when he spit in the hole and that caused a huge uproar and that happened quite a while ago. And now he's doing this and it just doesn't seem like things are getting better for for Sergio. Um, We have an article on the site about that as well. You can go to Um, just, I don't understand what Sergio is doing. It's really immature, inappropriate, and just doesn't set a good standard for golf to have one of your biggest names acting like this. Um, one guy who is completely owning up to what's been going on in his life though, is Rocco media, um, came out recently that he used to drink before rounds and be under the influence while he was playing. Um, it's kind of a touchy subject, but he was open about it and said, it's just something that he wanted to talk about. Um, he dealt with back injuries, injuries throughout his life. Uh, and he wanted to get it out there that he had a problem. Um, the other co-expert on the site, Brandon, he wrote about this recently. Um, Mediate. immediate he referred to himself as a functional alcoholic stating up until October of 2017, he couldn't remember a day he went without a drink. Um, And that's just, it's a huge admission for a guy who's been a pro golfer since the early nineties. He won six times between 91 and 2010. Um, He's got three more victories on the champions tour. Um, Used to be known as the senior tour, won the senior PGA championship in 2016 and he had that incredible playoff against tiger in 2008 at the U S open at Torrey pines. Um, yeah, media came out he said he's absolutely played well drinking and a lot of it had to do with the pain and it became kind of a crutch. And then it became something that he just started doing all the time, but he came out recently and said he's been sober for 15 months now. Um, five months before he gave up alcohol another pro uh billy horschel went public with his wife's struggles and it's something that media kind of learned from that it's something he needed to deal with and now he's been sober for a year and a half and if someone who's been around for that long can talk about it talk about golf channel with it it's just if he can reach people and help out it's it's great to have someone that's that big in the game of golf come out and talk about this type of issue. It's just good for the game. And one of the other things I should have talked about before getting to Rocko Media is Kepka's reaction to Sergio Garcia. And Kepka came out and just really blasted Sergio. Um, and to have one of the Biggest stars right now in golf in Kepka who's won majors recently back to back. Um, And he wanted to talk about Sergio, but at the same time, didn't really want to talk about Sergio. Um, He said he acted like a child. It's unfortunate that he's got to do that and complain. Everybody's got to play the same course, but you're 40. You got to grow up. That's what Kepka said. He got one thing wrong. Sergio's 39, but... He's right. Sergio acted like a child. And that wasn't all Kepka had to say because another issue has been slow play. And there's a video of Bryson DeChambeau where he took nearly a minute and a half to hit a shot where he's worried about air density and the humidity and how far the ball is going to carry because of all those things. And he waits until it's his turn to hit to start doing this. Um, It's really wasting time slowing the game down. It's not something you want to see on TV. And Kepka had thoughts about that. He said, I just don't understand how it takes a minute and 20 seconds to hit a golf ball. Um, if you're a big hitter, you got time to think about it. So you should have all that stuff figured out before it's your turn. Um, guys are already slow. It's kind of embarrassing. So it shouldn't be taking that long. You got 15, 20 seconds to hit. That's all you need. It's, you're hitting it long. You're hitting it short. That's really the the only decision you should have to make. If it's super windy, if there's really strong gusts, yeah, it's going to take a little bit, but getting to a minute and a half is just ridiculous. Um, once again, Brandon put together a nice article recently about this and just how Kepka's keeping it real, keeping it refreshing. And it, it's nice to see one of the big stars in the game come out and have strong thoughts on something instead of, like you see in so many sports where the guy just gives – regular answers where he doesn't want to cause any trouble. Kepka's not about that. He, he wants to get out there and say what's on his mind. And it's, it's kind of nice to see that it's refreshing to see the star talk about stuff like that. And one of the biggest things that's happened in golf recently, and it's just an incredible story. It might be the most incredible thing that happens all year it happened at the waste management Phoenix open. And it involved a young woman by the name of Amy Bacher Um, one of our writers, Wes Valentine wrote about this and he put better words to it than I'd ever be able to. Um, so the 16th hole at Scottsdale, it's just this incredible atmosphere. It's an amphitheater, grandstands surround the entire par three, somewhere near 20,000 seats. You could think of just hitting in front of a couple hundred fans would be intimidating with the pros hitting in front of 20,000 people. That's gotta be one of the most intimidating things ever. And, Amy Bacherstedt is, she has Down syndrome. I was trying to think of the appropriate way of what to say. Um, She's a special Olympian golfer with Down syndrome. She's got game. She's got a college scholarship to play golf. So she was a guest of the tournament. um, And Gary Woodland walked over, introduced himself, him and Matt Kuchar. And they asked her if she wanted to walk the hole. Yes. Simple one word answer. She responds with. So as they're walking over to the tee, Woodland asks her, Amy, do you want to hit a shot? So I don't know what you would say that many people, 20,000 people. That would be insane to hit in front of Amy doesn't bother. Yes. So she gets out there and her dad had, they had her clubs. She had her golf shoes. So you got to be thinking just, just hit it decent. Right? Don't put it into the stands. Don't skull it. Nothing like that. Amy just puts it a little short into the bunker. Like that it's still an incredible shot for a par three, putting it next to the green. Into the bunker. I mean it's not gonna be the nicest bunker because you're out of professional tournament. So now it's it's kind of another pressure situation. Bunker shot in front of all these people. You don't want to chili dip it. You don't wanna smash it into the stands and knock a guy out. Amy, doesn't bother at all. Beautiful sand shot. Rolls up to eight feet. Like, getting excited watching this. Just This is incredible. Seeing someone who really they is just a special guest who's here hitting in front of these conditions that pros struggle at. Eight-foot putt for par. Amy, just like a seasoned pro, par. Drains it. I don't think you're going to see anything more incredible, more joyful all year. Like, everybody lost it. It's so exciting. The pros celebrating with her. I'm at a loss for words, but West was able to do this so well. The article on Pro Golf Now, um, he titled it Living in the Moment with Amy Bacherstet and Gary Woodland. He posted it last week. It's. It's one of the better things you're going to read all year about one of the best situations that happened all year. And if you have 10 minutes to read one article and that's the only thing you're going to read, this is the one to do. Um, It's really just one of the best situations that's happened all year. And we'll finish off this episode with a golf tip. Um, As a coach for the last five years, I've kind of learned some different tips about how to improve your game. Um, it's one of the things I like to write about on the site, and for this one, it's chipping. Um, chipping can really improve or change your game. You can be a big hitter, you can get close, but if you really struggle around the green, it doesn't matter if you can get close in two. If you knock your chip across the green, then you're 40 feet away, and then you three putt because that turns a four into a seven real quick. Knocking a chip within a couple feet, it's a great feeling. Um, it's one of the nicer things in golf to have. Yeah, you can stripe a drive, you can sink a putt, but knocking that chip to two feet and knowing you're having a nice little tap in, it's a great thing. And really, the way to do it, it's with anything, it's a lot of practice. I had a kid two years ago who hadn't broken 100, hadn't even broken 105. He was really struggling around the green. He was good off the tee, was a decent putter, but he would get there in two or three, he would really struggle with his chip. And he'd be bogey, double bogey every hole. So one week, went to the practice screen. We had a big five-gallon bucket of balls. So I dumped half of them out in front of him. Said, this is what you're going to do all week. You're not going to walk the course. You're just going to stay in here and you're going to chip. That's what you're going to do all day. You can go putt. You can go hit some in the cage if you want. But really, you're going to chip all week. So over the three days, he probably hit a 1,000 chip shots. And guess what? made a difference. Weird, right? That practicing would improve your game. We went out that week. Shot a 91. Nine one putts because his chips were that close. He just kept knocking them close, and that's what practice can do. Is with chipping, it's not that tough to practice because you can just kind of knock off a little section of the green for yourself. You don't want to do this if the green's packed, obviously. But find a little section where you can chip a whole bunch. Heck, if you have an opening in your yard, if the place you're at has an opening near the clubhouse where you can chip, take advantage of that. Dump out a whole bunch of golf balls, move around, chipping to different areas just to really work on that stroke. And if you're young, it's a lot easier for these high school kids. They can chip 100 times in the same spot and not get sore. If you are older, if you have back issues, hit a couple shots, walk around. So that way your back doesn't get stiff. You can kind of move around, stay limber as you do it. Um, Another good tip, this one's a little different. It's called the rule of 12. Up until a couple years ago, it's something I'd never heard of. Um, You you can't find too much about it on the internet. And I heard about this during an interview with a golf pro once. And it kind of goes as follows. So you have a 12-foot chip. So each foot is one part, which is where the, the rule of 12 comes in. And the club you have is how many parts the ball should fly on the way there, and the remaining parts is how far it should roll. So if you have a six iron, it should go six parts in the air, six parts on the ground. And you're not gonna be hitting this like a normal chip shot. You're gonna be kinda hitting it with the putting stroke. So very contained, a slow, small swing. Um, If it's a pitching wedge, it should land 10 parts away, roll the remaining two. On the other end, a three iron, three parts away, rolls the remaining nine. You can extend this out for your chips you don't want to get to like 90 yards away and be doing it because it's going to be different because the greens get or the fairway is going to be bouncy there's going to be rough you might be going over hills and stuff like that this is for when you're around the green and you kind of have a line to the hole and it's something you can work on to if you're struggling with chipping um so you have a 48 foot chip with the five iron you're carrying it 20 feet, which is the five parts. It should roll out the remaining seven parts, which is the 28 feet. Um, a little bit of math involved, but you can kind of just go, well, I am going to use my eight iron. So that's eight parts. Should go the remaining four. Figure out your foot, how far it is in feet. and you should be able to go from there. Um, it's a great practice tool because you can kind of mess around and see which of the clubs feel best for you doing it. Um, and it can help you figure out how the greens are for the day say you're practicing this it's been working your last couple of times but you're at a new course so you don't know what the greens are like just like if you're practicing chipping anywhere else get to a little section of the green that's open for you to use start hitting some of them if all your chips that normally are on online are running past you know the green's fast if they're all stopping short you know the green's slow that's going to help you during the day so it might not improve your actual skill at chipping, but it's going to help you with reading the greens for the day. Um, Rule of 12, it's a little different because you might be changing up your swing style into a putting stroke, but if it's something that you are struggling with chipping, it could be a good way to fix it. Um, People might look at you a little different, but heck, if you're knocking all your 15, 20 yard chips within five feet, no one's going to be saying anything because you're going to be that player that's constantly making one putts, constantly getting inside of them, putting pressure on them to not blow their 15-footers because you got a four-footer sitting there. So really, practice makes perfect, or heck, at least breaking 100 for the day. And that's really all you want to do is find little ways to get better out on the course. And I think that's about it for this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the first episode. We'll have more to come, and thanks for listening to Pro Golf Now with Fansided.